Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. I'm here today with Kathleen Ferris. Kathleen and I met in 2019, I think it was 2019, Kansas City, when Dr. Kat Caden uh, was there for an event that I knew she was going to be there. And it was only three hours from like maybe three and a half hours from my home. And I was like, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm, I just kind of invited myself. I was like, I'm coming to this event. <laughs> so here I am. And uh, I got to meet a lot of Dr. Kat's friends that weekend. And it was so fun. And it was so amazing. Kathleen uh, recently shared something on social media. We'll talk more about in a bit, which was why I invited her to the podcast today. So Kathleen, can you introduce yourself and share more about who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Kathleen Ferris Trost. And I say that I go by Ferris because um, I recently divorced last year. So I'm in process of transitioning back to my maiden name. Um, so I flip flop back and forth, but I am a mom of two boys, eight and 10, and I'm a home birth mom. I, I never knew much about home birth before. Uh, we went down that parenting journey, but it was life transformative. And then went on to be more of an attachment parent style, holistic, intuitive parent. And um, that's kind of what I've been doing for the past eight to 10 years. But my background, my professional background is in the health and fitness industry. So I got my um, health science degree as my bachelor's, went on into the fitness world, teaching, then I went to teach Pilates and lots of group exercise and spinning. And, and I love that world. It's really my jam. But I have a growth mindset and it's always about what's next, what's next, how can I grow? And that's how I ended up going back to physical therapy school and getting my doctorate in PT. And from there, went on to recognize the uh, some of the limitations in traditional healthcare when it came to healing, patients healing. And I discovered what's called myofascial release, went on to start my own practice as an entrepreneur. And I've been self-employed since 2007. And how long have you been um, partnered with a network marketing company? So I was introduced introduced to network marketing, but I wouldn't even like to say it's network marketing because it wasn't brought to me that way. I was introduced to a scientific breakthrough, a product and a company that happened to have transitioned to network marketing that... I knew I wouldn't be able to keep my mouth shut. So that was about eight years ago when I was introduced to this through an ABC News primetime report. And um, it happened to take place at a time where I was praying for a way to have more flexibility with my time and income so that instead of having to have a patient on the table all the time, I wanted to have more freedom to be home and raise my kids. My, My little ones were two and a half and five months old at the time. Wow. Yeah. No wonder you were praying for a way to have more time freedom and still grow your income, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it was was limiting when I was not without being a parent, I had all the time in the world, even though I was burnt out and tired (laughs) and actually often sick too, from that, I didn't have to be home to, to raise children. And that really changed the game for me. Yeah. Okay. So as I mentioned, there was a post that you wrote. I'm actually looking at the day. It was May 13th, 2021. And um, I read this post and I was like, 
Knock, knock. Kathleen, can we talk about this on my podcast, please? <laughs> so you have the post actually printed out. I'm going to let you read it. And then we're just going to talk about why I wanted to talk more about this. Absolutely. Um, well, what happened just for context to this, uh, I decided to take a sabbatical from patient care three and a half years ago. And I, I just kept, I was doing very, very part-time work while I was building my network marketing business. And I just felt in my heart, I wanted to really put the time into building my network marketing business because time of what is, was of the essence, you know, I knew I could always go back to patient care, but here I am three and a half years later, I have my own home. I am divorced now. And I just decided, you know, I have this gift. I have this gift with my hands and to specialize specifically with women and, and pelvic floor physical therapy. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start again. I'm just going to revive what I could do, but do it on my own terms without, I don't have to. And that was the start of this post. So I'll go ahead and read it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It feels so liberating to revive my practice because I want to, it's not something I have to do to support my family. 10 years ago, this wasn't the case. I loved my work and it became something I started to resent. After my first son was born, I remember saying to myself, I don't want to go back to work. That is a pretty big, that's pretty big coming from a whole a workaholic who started her financial planning at age 11. <laughs> what I really wanted was to have enough money to support us for at least four to five years so I could be a full-time mom and enjoy not trading my time for money. Now, granted, I was married at the time, so we did have two incomes, but I didn't want to be dependent on somebody else for that freedom. Just a little context. Um, depending just on savings would not have given me the freedom I desired. I still wanted nice things in life, choices for us and the kids, and Montessori and Waldorf early education was not cheap. <laughs> what could I do? I felt torn and didn't have an answer. My brain got creative thinking, got creative thinking of things I could do from home or at least take my son to work. There just wasn't anything financially comparable to applying my skills as an advanced myofascial release therapist. I needed the income, so I kept going. I was very present with every patient, but at the end of the day, my boobs engorged. <laughs> I would drive home eagerly, gripping the steering wheel, ready to be a mom again. Then one day, about a month before I was planning my return to patient care after my second son was born, I received an invitation to take a look at a business opportunity. There was no resume or interview. It was just a short ABC primetime investigative report that changed history. All I did was watch. It was divine intervention. I found something that was significant and aligned with my approach to healthcare. I found something that I could take with me anywhere, no attachment to location. I found a community of successful and like-minded people. I found a personal growth platform that I would actually get paid to do. So eight years later, having dug this well, I'm in a position to be a single mom, supporting my family, owning my home, and reviving quantum physical therapy and wellness on my terms. It's a very different vibe, and I love it. And I love this post. It, and here's why. Um, when I read this, what I saw was your ability to think outside the box, your ability to believe in yourself, your ability to believe honestly that anything is possible. And as I say that, like your shoulders just like take this big um, exhale, it looks like, right? Like <clears throat> this is why I wanted to share this with people because so many women who work in hands-on professions and chiropractic specifically are so overwhelmed. And I talk with them every single day 
And as I listen to them now, after over 10,000 hours of doing it, I can hear all the stories. I can hear all of the limiting beliefs. And I know that I can't change all of those for one person in a 30 minute conversation on the phone. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if there's a, a something that you did that allowed you to have the perspective that you had when you wrote this post or when you had that vision for, you know, having both time freedom and financial freedom, mm-hmm. or was it just kind of like ingrained in you? Was it natural for you? Well, I think the part that was natural for me was finding a way. And when I re- reference back to age 11, I remember feeling like my parents were in a, were not in a position to shop at the stores I wanted to buy clothes at, you know, and I, I but I wanted that freedom. I wanted to be able to do that. I, I wanted to have my own car when I turned 16. Mm-hmm. And I think I've just always had the mindset of how can like I need to find a way not to. You know, some people say, oh, I don't mind being in debt. I'll just run a credit card debt and have what I want. That doesn't work for me. I think, how can I make more money to have what I want? Yep. Um, and in, in regards to my network marketing business, it was the time freedom that was most important to me. So I remember starting this and thinking, hey, even if I made a few hundred dollars a month, that would offset the number of patients I would have to see. The value of being with my kids was priceless. Mm-hmm. And I just started following a very simple system when my kids went to bed and, and I started expanding this network and now there's thousands and thousands of people and I have a leveraged income stream, which supports me whether I have a patient or not. And I've just had that mindset. I, I still do. I still, um, this just happened very recently. And if anybody is divorced out there, this is a really personal situation that happened, but my kid's dad, um, agreed to stay in this home, my dream home, when we parted. I wanted the home, but he wouldn't let me keep the homes. He stayed in the home so we could keep the kids in their continuity and in their school system. And a couple of weeks ago, he called me and said, I'm selling the house. So it's been just over a year. The house is worth about $700,000 today because of the market. And I said, give me 24 hours. Let me see if I can find a way. Cause that's how my mind works. Let me see if I can find a way, you know, let me call my mortgage guy. Let me call my, um, my partner. Let me call, like, let, let me, let me see if I can work anything here, a miracle. And I couldn't find a way, but what I was reminded of is the pain of not being able to have something that meant a lot to me. So now I'm in the process, although I'm having to let go of this and that's a whole nother part of growth is letting go of attachments and letting go of our past so that we can actually move forward. Letting go of identities and stories and limiting, beliefs. letting go of stories, letting go of meaning, letting go of anger, letting go of resentment, letting go of what that means to me and just be open to the new. But what's still left is I will find a way to not be in that position. When, when that home comes to me, you know, in a year when I'm more prepared to actually make a move again, I'm going to be in that position. I'm going to find a way and I'm diving. I'm, you know, kind of expanding my network marketing business. I'm dabbling again in my physical therapy practice because I know it's just, it's just all aligned. 
And um, that was really painful though. It was really painful to go back and say, I, I can't, I can't get the, I can't get the house back. Really painful. It reminded me of why I started this in the first place. <laughs> it's, it's those painful things though that motivate us to change that motivate us to do things that are hard or that are uncomfortable. You know, like we don't get motivated to do, to, to change our lives or to change our habits or whatever it is that needs to change because everything is just pretty comfortable and good. And <laughs> yeah, I think when things are comfortable, we don't, we don't make those changes. And I think we're accustomed or taught that to live within your means. And so I think we shrink our dreams to fit our budget. Because we don't think outside the box. Maybe maybe people are have more of an employee mindset and want to work for somebody. And maybe they think, oh, I couldn't have my own business or I could, you know, I can't create another. No one wants to go out and have another job, okay, making 10 bucks an hour. That's not going to cut it. <laughs> but um, I think we're accustomed to shrinking our dreams to fit our budget versus expanding our budget to fit our dreams. Yeah. And that's that's what I believe. And so I just think, you know, there's every, every woman, I feel particularly passionate about this because now that I'm in some of these divorced groups, support groups for women, people were dependent on somebody else for so long. And now an unexpected change happened to them. They're not prepared to take care of themselves or their children. I didn't have to worry about that at all. We were able to do everything 50, 50. So I don't have to deal with child support and all these things. And it's extremely liberating and empowering. Every woman should have multiple streams of income, whether it be network marketing or find a way to leverage online courses or invest, make investments or real estate, whatever it is, like we've got to think outside the box. So we're prepared for the unexpected. I just finished um, the book, We Should All Be Millionaires. Over oh. the weekend. Um, it's written by Rachel Rogers. I highly recommend it because it's it's totally what we're talking about, totally what you're saying, um, that, you know, women, especially we're taught to shrink, we're taught to want less and to not need so much, or all like we're taught so many things we're conditioned to, to believe those things. And her perspective is if women have more wealth, women are going to change the world and, um, you know, to do things, to do big things, to support causes, we need to have the financial resources to do that. And one of the things I really appreciate about her book um, and her, just her teaching in general is that she doesn't say reduce your fees and be cheap and affordable for as many people as possible. <laughs> she says, increase your fee, double your fees, double your fees right now. And yes, you won't be affordable for everyone, but you'll be able to give with the resources that you do have. And, um, I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> I'm sure she has too, but it just felt very affirming to hear it coming from someone um, of her stature, her magnitude and in her book. So um, if you need more <sighs> reframing of your perspective and your belief system, then that's a really great book to help you, to help you with that. Um, Kathleen, one of the other things that I wanted to just kind of dive a little bit deeper into with you is um, in regard to your, your hands-on practice, how is it different for you now than it was maybe 10 years ago? What What's different for you now? Let me rephrase this in a different way. 
being able to practice because you want to, not because you have to financially, mm-hmm. what does that change for you? It has allowed me to be very present with patients. One, because I'm not tired. I'm not burnt out. Mm-hmm. I don't feel resentful when a patient schedules in a way, you know, <laughs> because they're taking on my time. Yep. And I've also learned to work smarter. You know, I feel like in the beginning where I started my own practice, a part of it was believing in myself that I could do it, that I could have my own practice. There was some level of I'm significant now because I own my own practice. There was some, there was some ego in there, but there was also freedom because I didn't have a boss telling me what to do, but then I became my own boss and I was pretty hard on myself. I didn't like to give myself vacations because then I was out. You know, let me tell you, going on vacation as a private practitioner, when 100% of your income is coming from that is extremely stressful. I don't know if anybody has that experience of, well, let me just do four weeks of work in three weeks. And then I'm just so exhausted. I can't even go on vacation. (laughs) It's just not enough. Um, And so the difference now is that one, I, I didn't have to worry about, let me go, let me commute to a location where I used to be. I could have done that and made it easy, but then, then I'd be commuting and eating out more of the time. I just created a treatment space in my home. And I've actually dreamed of that for a long time. Um, people just have to walk three flights of steps up to the treatment room right now, but that's okay because I don't need to treat everybody. And I've also gotten very targeted about who I'm going to treat mm-hmm. where before I just treated all orthopedic um, things and I don't necessarily enjoy treating everything because, you know, I, I specialized in patients with chronic pain. So it was just a never ending cycle at times. Yeah. I'm specifically focused on women because they're coming into my home. So I just feel more safe with that. And I get to really focus just on pelvic floor and I don't have to compete with everybody. And that that's just lovely. I really enjoy that work. A lot of women don't even know that that's available And it's the same thing with my network marketing business, what we do there. Like most people don't know about their cellular health and activation and and things that could help them. So I like to kind of work in niches that not everybody knows about because I don't like to compete with other people to tell you the truth. Okay. So let's wrap up on this. This is like, this is a question I've been asking guests on this show for years. Okay. Imagine that there is a, um, another physical therapist who runs her own practice. She's you like back then, right? What would you want to say to her right now? What would you want her to know right now? I would say that there's two ways to expand your, the income into your your practice. One is, well, not, there's more than two. One is to treat more patients, raise your rates. You can do that hire subcontractors, right? Which I tried that and people never care about your business the way you do. So I struggled with that. I didn't really want to scale because I didn't want to manage people. The other way is to create another income stream that doesn't require patient care (laughs) because then you really can just treat the number of patients that feels good for you and not be uh, so attached to how many patients you see and be tired. I think we can offer better care that way. Can't we? Yeah. Yeah. So if I would just say, find another way while you're doing that. I wish I didn't know about this back then. If I did, I might be in a different position, but I was really excited about just doing that. That's all I really knew until 
we hit a pain point and then we want something different. But I would say just make sure that there's another stream of income that does not require your hands on because you never know when something's going to happen. You could break your arm. You could hurt your, you know, you're so dependent on your physical body. What if you had COVID, right? What if you had to close down your office? I mean, how I know so many practitioners who just had to close down and they were out, out of income. And I didn't have to worry about that because you know, if you have an online business or something that can keep running with or without those changes in the world, then that's an enormous amount of stress off of our bodies and stress kills us at the end of the day. <laughs> so it does. Yes. It does. I'm pretty sure science has proven that <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know, right? science is never settled. Right. But I'm pretty sure science has proven that like the root of every chronic illness is stress. It's a stressful lifestyle. And the irony of the situation is that none of us who chose our professions, whether it's chiropractic, acupuncture, physical therapy, personal training, we didn't choose these professions because we didn't care about our own health. We just wanted to do it as a business. Mm-hmm. We, we cared about our own health and we probably had a, a, a situation or a scenario where like we were deeply impacted by a change that someone else helped us facilitate in our health. And then we decided to help other people the same way. So we chose the profession. We didn't choose it to just trash our bodies. No, right. We don't think of that. We don't, we don't think of that at all, what it really takes. And I was shocked, you know, when I came out of physical therapy school and I went from being a Pilates instructor and trainer to a salaried physical therapist where I was treating 16 to 18 patients a day mm. 30 minutes a patient, manual therapy, plus all the notes, I was exhausted. And there's no incentive to treat more patients because it's not like you get paid more for that. Yeah. Um, that that system didn't work for me. I, I, I need like I, I need performance-based uh, income, whether it's through my practice or elsewhere. Awesome. Kathleen. If someone that's listening to this podcast wants to connect with you and learn more about you, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah. Well, you can definitely contact me. My website is quantum PT wellness. Quantum PT wellness is my physical therapy site and my contact information is on there as well. I'm also on Facebook. Feel free to send me a messenger. It's Kathleen Ferris, F-A-R-I-S. Um, I don't have the, the, my married last name on there. So anyway, I'm an, I'm an open book. And in fact, even patients that come to see me today, I like to have a conversation with them before. Cause it's just like, I need to make that connection with people to see if like, this is, I'm the right fit for them. And, you know, I get a, a little bit of their background. So I'm happy to chat with anybody. Awesome. Kathleen, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleaton.com and click free.